Only one timeout left for Carolina. Flag on the play, and this is picked. Intercepted, and the defense makes a play. That's Bleedy Ray Wilson. It looks like a hold against Carolina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we just witnessed, it is 11.34 p.m. here Thursday night, we just witnessed the worst Carolina Panthers performance of the season by far. Yes. As the Panthers fall 25-17 to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Jerry, this uh, this was ugly. This was really ugly. We're I'm so shocked they only lost by eight. They were completely outplayed, outcoached by Atlanta. I mean... Yeah. Atlanta looked like the team that had a chance at going to the playoffs and everything else. That, and we looked like a team that you know already fired our head coach and was packing it in for the season. Yeah, the Falcons definitely seemed to. I mean, I hate I hate when people say they wanted it more, but they were the ones out there making the plays, and mm-hmm. you know they were they had the right game plan. The Panthers' game plan was weird. In this game, it, just like yes. last week, the Panthers, you know, couldn't get off the field for the defense. That's going to tire your defense out all night, and mm-hmm. didn't force a punt until the very what middle, almost end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, for I you mean, know, they went seven quarters without forcing a punt. Between almost last eight game and full this game. quarters. Yeah, yeah. The last one before that one punt was the Bears game. Yeah, the very end of the Bears game. The one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, go ahead. Let's go ahead and start off with our three key plays of the game that kind of decide this game. Brought to you by Manscape. Um, starting it off, we're going to start off with the big one, the interception at the end, fourth quarter. We had a chance. Atlanta gives up all these touchdowns, and Teddy Bridgewater dances out there and just he throws a horrible decision on a pass. I mean, he was covered. It wasn't fourth down. It wasn't like do or die time. I don't understand it. Don't throw the ball away if he's covered. Run out of bounds. You had plenty of room in front of you. Yeah, well, Teddy, I think, was out there seeing ghosts and yeah. hard to blame him because he couldn't get any protection all night long. And, yeah, he rushed that throw. <clears throat> Didn't need to try to make that play right there, you know, on a second down. Uh, or actually it was a third down, excuse me. But we were, you know, in scoring zone, you know, it was at the 30-yard line. So they had that opportunity. You know, as bad as the Panthers looked in this game, they were right there at the end again, yeah. uh, one score away from tying it, and had made a couple of nice throws, finally got DJ Moore in the game. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was the backbreaker, obviously. Um, going on to another key play of the game, it, we're actually going to combine these. We're going to say the fourth and ones. Both of those mm-hmm. just kind of broke our back. It, I, you don't like the play calls. I don't mind the play calls because you expect Davis to get that one yard on that one, even though they were crowned the bo- box. And the other one, it was trickery, and it usually works, but their linebacker just read it. Well, that that's the play that we don't run. The first one was the play that the Panthers this year with Teddy Bridgewater don't run a lot. It was the little option you know, QB uh, RPO, right? The run play option. Mm-hmm. And 
and not even run play or run pass option. It was just, is Teddy going to run it or is Mike Davis going to run it? Obviously, Teddy kept it and got no gain. Uh, it was pretty ugly. He was trying to outrun what the announcer said was a guy that runs 4-4. just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I mean, you know, Mike Davis ran well all night, so I don't mm-hmm. hate that play, but... Obviously, it didn't work, so I do hate it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just he got he didn't even have a chance to make that play. No, that and that goes to that O line. That O line yeah. was getting pushed around and looked awful. All Which game. we will talk about here in a yes, few minutes. Yes, we will. <laughs> and our third key play of the game: uh, the Dirty Birds stand up to their name. Uh, mm. Dante Fowler tripped Teddy Bridgewater, and as Teddy Bridgewater was going down, I forget the guy's name. Harris. But he Harris shoulders goes straight for the head knocks teddy bridgewater out of the game and that stalled that drive not big thing knocking teddy bridgewater out of the game he came back in but you wonder if like you said seeing ghosts not necessarily mm-hmm. feeling 100 percent. hopefully he is 100 percent when he plays the chiefs in a couple weeks but that was just a key play and yeah, we needed I points mean... there we only got three P.J. Yep. Walker stepped in. I mean, he just has two horrible throws, and that was it. Yeah, and that was, I believe, the same drive where we had the fourth, uh, the fake fourth down punt. Yeah, with Shannon. So, I mean, we had some momentum going down the field there um, and just couldn't make it happen, you know. Yeah. Uh, Teddy getting hurt. I'm glad he came back in, and, you know, one good thing about tonight is – the Panthers now have 10 days to let this mm-hmm. stew and look at what went wrong and for Teddy to get better and for Christian McCaffrey to get better, who did not play in this game. Um, so, you know, of all the negatives from coming from this game, at least Teddy has some time to heal up. Yes. Uh, it, I want this team to go look at the past two losses And just look at them because they're almost mirror images where the defense just can't stop the other team from marching down the field until the red zone. The offense kind of sputters around when it it doesn't seem to want to click like it had in the past. I mean, I don't know. Back to what you were saying, too. The play calling was awful. Yeah, it was strange in this game. You know, I, I, you know, moaned and complained last week about the lack of running. Rightly so, I believe. I know, um, but... This game it was sort of the same thing, except they ran the ball really successfully in this game. I mean, Mike yeah. Davis averaged 5.1 yards per carry. Only got 13 carries. Teddy Bridgewater ran the ball well. Curtis Samuel was running the ball excellently. Three carries for 23 yards in that first touchdown. Why weren't they running the ball more? You know, this is it's the exact same... My my complaint about them not running the ball last week was the fact that the defense stayed on the field for so long. Well, it's the same thing this week. The defense was on the field forever. No, You're no, not no, no, no. Have... It's not the same thing. It we is, were it's averaging for, one. No, no. We were averaging one yard per rush last week. Okay, we're we not going to get back. In, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that last they week. Were I'm saying that my well. my comp- my reason for wanting to run the ball is to extend drives, right? Last week, they didn't even try. They weren't running it well when they did try. But this week, they were running it well. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't do more of it. Why not give Mike Davis 20 carries? You know? I don't understand it. 
I don't either. That was, he was running well. Yeah, he got stopped on that fourth and one. But for the most part, every time he touched that ball, he was getting seven, eight yards. He was carrying mm-hmm. guys down the field. I agree. I was shocked, especially when he, Teddy Bridgewater went out. Mm-hmm. I understand that first one going for the end zone. Sure. But instead, the second play wasn't a run to Davis. It was this... Little reverse, like, double reverse. Yeah. Weird thing to Robbie Anderson. It, Like, <laughs> again, Mike Davis is playing well. What, what, what is up with this trickery? And then again... I think second to last drive the Panthers had, they had time on the clock, and instead of running, they run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, running great. Then three passes, and that's it. It's like, come on, Teddy's not in. Teddy's not playing well today. But you're gonna keep. Uh, and maybe yeah. that's why the O line looks so much like crap because <laughs> everybody knows they could just blitz the crap out of them because uh, yeah. I mean, they tried a few, like, screen passes, and Teddy just didn't even have... Mm-hmm. He either didn't get the ball off quickly enough. Obviously, he didn't get the ball off quickly enough, but I don't know if he was surprised at the rush. I mean, they blitzed on those, which is always a danger with a screen pass. Um, but, I mean, with a screen pass, you're at least trying to, like, chip somebody, slow him down yeah. a little bit, and they had just had free reign at, the, at Teddy all night long. I was thinking to myself, I was like, Teddy looks a lot like Cam Newton tonight. You know, when Cam Newton was getting killed and he looks like Cam Newton on his back. I mean, you know, Teddy, he looked like a broken man out there. I felt horrible for him. Yeah. He got hit six times, it says. Oh, he got hit more than that. It (laughs) had to be more than that. I mean, I felt bad for him. Uh, I felt bad for this whole team. I think the coaching kind of laid an egg on this game just in general i think joe brady did i think phil mm-hmm. snow did in that rule i mean you you take that on the brunt because you're the head guy he's the ultimate decision maker yeah i mean phil snow again we saw this bullshit with the zone defense yeah uh, especially on third downs i mean these guys are just it's so easy to find a little hole and matt ryan is a good quarterback he's gonna get the ball to those guys yeah i you mean know, the panthers on... even got lucky with um Calvin Ridley getting hurt and going out and taking a major weapon, one that always kills the Panthers off of the field. And they didn't slow down at all. No, <laughs> their third drive or second drive. It was a third and 15. I thought, Hey, finally we're going to get off on a punt. We're going <laughs> to, you know, be up three, seven, get the ball back third and 15. All our guys drop back in zone. We rush three. We drop mm-hmm. back to 20 yards back. Mm-hmm. Phil Snow, I know you don't want to give up the big play, but let's play the downage too. Come on, man. Yeah. He is so scared of getting a touchdown throw, like a 60-yard touchdown. He's letting him get field goals every time, every fucking possession. Sorry. It's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you know, his defense sort of works. Because the Panthers are in every game. I mean, it, it's close. We don't give up those massive, you know, 60-yard touchdown passes. But we're giving up 14 and 15 play drives mm-hmm. every single game over and over and over again. And in this game, it was uh, – <clears throat> sorry. The time of possession, the Falcons had 36 minutes – 
mm-hmm. and Carolina under 24 minutes, just like last week, you're just not going to win like that. I'm sorry. It's, this is it's the not NFL. <laughs> this is the NFL, Phil Snow. Quarterbacks are good. They're going to make plays. You can't rely on them making mistakes like they did in college. He he needs to understand this. This defense, I think the players deserve better, to be honest with you. I know they've been coached up by him, but they deserve better scheming up than what Phil Snow is doing. Yeah, and we were getting to the quarterback when yeah. they did blitz, when they did bring some pressure. And know, we did we... that in the red zone, and that's what mm-hmm. stopped them, stopped the drives. Yeah, kudos to the red zone defense today. Uh, forced what was it four inter or four uh, field goals uh, when they were right down there in scoring position. So not a bad job there, but we let them get all all the way down the field. I mean, again, here's their plays or their uh, drives. First drive seven plays, then twelve, then they had an interception. Then ten, then another ten, then another ten, then eleven, then nine. <laughs> so I mean, they're just keeping the ball. They're just yeah. keeping the ball. And the Panthers are the inverse of that. I mean, we had one one drive with more than ten plays, and that resulted in a and that was the fourth down fake punt play, uh, fake punt drive. Other than that, it was like four, seven, five. I mean, it's just we're just not keeping the ball at all. Yeah, I mean, their kicker kicked four field goals. With the long of 37. Yeah. I mean... Which means they're all within the 20-yard line, basically. Because you basically yeah. add 17 yards to wherever they're kicking from. So, <sighs> crazy. I, I'm just... I'm frustrated and fed up because <clears throat> at first we are seeing improvements. And I, I feel like we're backsliding. This whole team is backsliding. And there have been injuries, right? You know... Yeah. And this was a short week. This is the first, you know, super short week for this coaching staff. So they will learn to, you know, game plan better and do whatever they need to do in a short week. Again, this is a young team. It's a young coaching staff, uh, inexperienced coaching staff for sure, NFL-wise. So things like this are going to happen. But, you know, this is, this is a one-in-six Falcons team coming yep. into this game a team we've already beaten a team we know how to beat and they didn't play well at all they didn't look like they were ready no you're absolutely correct and what about halftime i mean we're down 16 14 at halftime then we come out we don't look we don't do anything <laughs> we get one field goal yeah i mean where's this halftime coaching adjustment it's Is like it they- it's, it, well, certainly the Falcons adjusted better than the Panthers did. <sighs> I mean, I know Atlanta has a good roster, but I also know Atlanta players are probably planning their vacations. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's still fairly early in the season. We're just now at the halfway mark. I imagine the Falcons, you know, like they have talent. They have a lot of talent all over the field. Now they have some young players too, which a lot of them reside in the secondary. I really don't understand what was going on with DJ Moore today. Why didn't Teddy, he didn't even target DJ Moore really. The first play he targeted him, and then it was well into the second half before they even targeted him again. What happened? It's not like they've got some lockdown corner. They don't have Mm -hmm. a lockdown corner at all. 
I don't can't know. tell me I, that, that DJ wasn't getting open. No. And another question is, what happened to Curtis Samuel? Like, he lit it up in that first quarter. <laughs> like yeah. He looked great. Yeah, first and second quarter. But I, then all of a sudden, like, I didn't even see a pass play or anything else go to him in the second half. I, th- I saw they did one, um, and it was ugly. It didn't work at all. Uh, you may not even seen Curtis Samuel on the screen, but it was he was targeted. But yeah, I mean, when they started going to DJ Moore, things started. They moved the ball down that last drive. You know, I just I don't get it. I just don't get it at all. It's just it's a, a poor game. Bad game mm-hmm. by Teddy, bad game plan by Joe Brady. Offensively, I'm talking here. I mean, mm-hmm. you threw the ball three times at Ian Thomas. I mean, how much more terrible do you need to get than that? I mean, he was open, and <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Mean, I'm just giving him shit. Um, let's give some props to Jeremy Chin. Yeah, had a great game again. Uh, Ten tackles, had that 28 yard fake punt run where he looked like a legitimate running back, made some moves, made a guy miss, just looked good running the ball. Um, had a quarterback hit, had a pass deflection. So, yeah. hey, great job by you, man. Him and Burns. Again, those two are our stars of our defense because yeah. Burns had a sack. He almost had another <laughs> sack. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Didn't, Burns. He, didn't, he didn't get credited with any because uh. of penalties but he was there he was getting there all night but again this is again this is the panthers they get there and they can't finish the job two sacks tonight which is our season high and but that's it you know they were pressuring the quarterback and when we had a sack i know we had one more and it got called back Mm -hmm. just yeah beer bet of the week jerry i win this one yeah. I believe we set it at three and a half sacks. Yeah. Uh, got close. Uh, Dante Jackson had a nice interception early in the game. Uh, picked off Matt Ryan, who came into the got, game with only three interceptions. And then he got uh, taken out of the game because of his toe injury because Julio Jones was just taking his lunch money. <laughs> I think he got taken out of the game because his feelings were hurt more than his toe. Julio <laughs> Jones just destroyed. I mean, Julio Jones... That, this is a guy that put up 300 receiving yards on the Panthers once. Like, we know he's amazing. Yeah. Um, but he did, even Julio Jones didn't look fully, no. you know, explosive out there. No, but he what he was able to do is find the little soft spots in the zone, mm-hmm. and Matt Ryan was hitting him. That was exactly yeah. what was happening. Yeah. Now, we did shut down Todd Gurley. That was one of our keys to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 carries for 46 yards, which is an average of 2.6. He did have a touchdown, and he looked really good on one drive, uh, that touchdown drive, actually, which is really all they needed, I guess. But Brian Hill, looked, he that's Todd Gurley's backup, 11 carries for 55 yards. And then Matt Ryan, like, where where did this come from? Yeah. Six carries for 27 yards and a touchdown, and he had a couple of big third down runs Yeah. Uh, where he just outran the defense. I mean... The guy's not fast. No. I, I know you're not expecting that from Matt Ryan, but you can't let that happen. No, you got to contain. I I know Brian Burns was on one of those. He did the spin move and left that mm-hmm. side completely open, and that caught 
he was able to get that touchdown, and Troy Pride slipped in the end zone. Which, ha- you know, that's going to happen every once yeah. in a while. Was, the footing was terrible out there. for the. I mean, it seemed like it affected the Panthers more than it did the Falcons. But you can't let Matt Ryan do it like three or four times, and he did it three or four times in this game. Yeah. And our big thing is I think we had four penalties that gave him first down. Mm-hmm. Out of the our penalties, six penalties, yeah. four of them happened on third down that gave mm-hmm. him a first down. You can't – defensive holding, defensive holding. I mean – He's not your prom date. <laughs> Let him go. Yeah, there's more, more defensive holding in this game than I've heard in a long time. And then one on a run play from a defensive lineman. I mean, I, yeah. you never hear about that. That was weird. Uh, overall, the Panthers did fairly well against the Falcons on third down. They were three for nine. So that's an improvement. But... Where I mean, where was it? I guess it was in the end zone, in the red zone. It, it was in the red zone. That's where <laughs> that's they finally blocked, the stopped them. Because they certainly didn't force that they, one punt. Because that's four field goals. Yeah. So that would be seven out of nine. Yeah, and then they go. did one punt. Yeah. So and one other, I guess, was I don't know where that one came from. Yeah. Oh man, um, Panthers two for ten on third downs offensively. Uh, one for three on fourth downs, so they just they just didn't sync up. This is just a very heartbreaking game. It's a game that this is the kind of game that I expected to see from the Panthers this year. Right, it was just inexperience. Not not nobody really seemed to know where to go or what to do, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the plays in this game, questionable play calling on key possessions. Uh, key situations the Panthers we haven't seen that a lot from the Panthers this year so far but the last couple of games it's been creeping up and you wonder are these teams now getting enough tape on the Matt Rule Joe Brady offense the Phil Snow defense that they're starting to be able to plan around that and now is going to be the time where we're going to see Matt Rule and Brady and Snow have to figure it out and change things up a little bit because what they've been doing the last couple of weeks against division Games, these are important games, not working. No, not at all. I mean, and it doesn't help that the O-line is just completely Swiss giving up. Yeah, they're not. Matt Paradis is terrible. Like, this is Matt Paradis' last year on the team. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Guaranteed. He, he's supposed to be the main guy up front, getting those, you know, blitzes called out. And they're, he's not. I mean, as soon as... Bridgewater gets the ball. Somebody goes untouched through the line almost every down. Mm-hmm. Get, guess whose fault that is? That's Paradis. Yeah, because he needs and to the, make and they sure they showed those... it several times. <laughs> yeah, just I'm... and they called him out on it a couple of times too. Uh, yeah, the Panthers have a uh, five point four million dollar dead cap hit if they release him. Can we after this just, season? Just do it. I mean, yeah. there there's no point. This offseason, we got to revamp that O-line. I know we need some <clears throat> still help in this defense, but that O-line needs a lot of help. I think Taylor Bolton's good. And the Period. rest are crickets. <laughs> Okung is good, but he probably won't be on the team. It, yeah, exactly. Okung, this year. I would be so. fine with him, bringing him back on a one-year deal, but I don't foresee that happening. Yeah, we were so high on the Paradis signing, too. Like... It seemed like such a good deal for us, you know, after we lost 
Khalil. Khalil, you know, bringing a guy in that was a, a pro bowler. Eh, I don't know. We could save $5 million releasing him this year. We're definitely going to do it. Do you think that the Panthers should use all seven draft picks on offensive linemen? In no, the next because draft? we have Tahir Whitehead still starting on the <laughs> linebacker on the other side. Luke, come back. Please, come back, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that ship has sailed. Can we clone Jeremy Chin? Just put 11 of him out there? Yeah, pretty much. I'd be fine with that. You, we were texting when Zach Kerr was out this game, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I mean, again, they stopped the run pretty good, especially for being out Zach Kerr, too. Yeah. I almost texted you and told you, can, can Jeremy Chin play uh, defensive, <laughs> defensive tackle, tackle. too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. I, you know, <laughs> we gave up 131 rushing yards, which is a lot, but it took them 36 carries to get there. They only averaged 3.6 yards per carry and 27 of that is matt ryan running for his life those weren't right those weren't like playing runs so yeah yeah so you know it, it looks worse than it was uh, and panthers ran for 147 yards mm-hmm. and only ran 22 times 6.7 yards per carry now 28 of that was jeremy chin but still even take that away they're well over five yards of carry yeah, I mean, Come on, Mike man. Davis do, was do five point one average, and Curtis Samuel was seven point seven. Like, yeah, and Teddy was six. So I mean, and you can Teddy's count on those were, Teddy runs. You can, but because, Teddy's go ahead. weren't scheduled or planned. Those were more no, him. but it count. I mean, Teddy can scramble. We've seen it. I mean, that's it does happen. Um, I I think Joe Brady is going to have to start looking at. You know, the hot hand theory, right? If something's working, keep mm-hmm. doing it. <laughs> you know, and then you run more and you get the defense having to start respecting the run. Then you can do some play action. You can do some of those gadget plays. That's when that stuff starts working. But, yeah. And that's when Teddy Bridgewater starts getting the crap beat out of him because they have to start respecting the run. They can't just tee off on him. Yep. And, and that's what teams, uh, the Saints and Falcons have been doing. And I will guess that we will see a lot of that from Kansas City. Yeah, I know. The next two games, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Yeah, we really need to Panthers are 3-5 and five right now. You know, uh, that's looking like a 3-7 and seven Panthers team, unfortunately. <sighs> Heroes and Zeros? Any? Yeah. All right, kick it off. I'm going to start with a hero. I'm going to go Curtis Samuel. He looked really good when he had a chance today, running the ball and catching the ball. You know, I wish we kind of kept feeding him a little bit more. Um, I was but unfortunately, really... yeah. just they, was... they couldn't keep any drives going or anything else. So I was really thinking that this was going to be like Curtis Samuel's coming out party. Like, we've seen it here, but like nationally – I was really thinking, I was like, oh, man, because, I mean, he had like three or four catches there in the first quarter and a half and had the nice runs. I was like, oh, man, he's going to get like you know, 12 touches in this game. And it just went away from him after that. Just didn't go back to him, really. Bummer. Um, my hero of the game, I, you left me the easy one, Jeremy Chin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, killed it on defense, 10 tackles, <clears throat> had the nice 28-yard 
scamper on the fake punt. He was everywhere, making big hits, um, forced Matt Ryan into a into the interception, I believe, uh, when he ran straight up the middle. So just great overall job by Jeremy Tinn. Continues to impress easily the steal of the draft for the Panthers. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Derek Brown had a really good game too. Mm-hmm. So don't want to forget to mention his name. because We've got did. some good young talent on this team. Yeah. Now let's go to zeros. I don't know if we have the save one or not, but I'm going to go ahead and say Matt Paradis. That was already locked in. Mm-hmm. I mean, We mentioned it. The O-line in general just played really bad, but it was mostly coming straight up the middle. And guys were coming unblocked, and that's on Paradis. Like you said, he probably won't be here next year. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just giving mine to the to Matt Rule um, and the coaching staff in general. I guess just not prepared for this game. Yeah, I can easily see that. I thought about that them too, but yeah. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing what they come up with against Kansas City. I'm hoping that we can play a close game against them and mm-hmm. you know really sort of win our faith back a little bit. Not that I've lost faith in Matt Rule, but uh, this was a tough one. I'm still struggling with some of the defensive play calling on this team. And I I see the players getting better. I see the improvement of the players, but the play calling is Uh very questioning. And it doesn't seem to be getting better. And I'm scratching my head saying, how can I see some of these faults from a TV screen, and you're not seeing it down there. Well, of all the moves that the Panthers made in the offseason bringing in coaches, I think Phil Snow was the one that we were the least excited about, Mm -hmm. I guess, and the one that we were most like, hmm, was that a good one? And I think the jury's still out on that because, you know, they're not giving up a ton of points. They're sort of middle of the road in, in defense, which I think is better than we thought they were going to be coming into the season. So I don't think he's done a terrible job, but like you said, you know, there's talent on the defense and the players are making plays when they get the opportunity. They're just not being put in the right places all the yeah. time. And the players are growing too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a credit to him, but it's just they're not putting it together. Now, for my grade this week, I am going to go ahead and just give them a D. I, I am debating whether a D- minus or just D, but I'll go with a D. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one for me. I think I have to go D also. I, I mean, I'd like to give them a C, but I just didn't see much redeeming qualities Mm -hmm. out there you know even the run game which was good they just didn't do it much um and that's the only thing that they really had success with in this game yeah so yeah uh i think a d is the way to go sucks (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) all right well any other thoughts it's late here so uh, I do have one last thing to say. This is not Panther-related. Uh, I know my nephew's probably listening to this. He just got a new job in Nashville, and when this episode comes out, he's probably driving to Nashville. So congratulations on your new job, and don't become a Titans fan out there. Yeah, and- congrats, man. 
<laughs> for sure. We'll miss you on our, uh, well, formerly Dave and Buster's nights. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you can come back into town whenever things cool off and get back out there and have some fun. Yep. Anything else for you? No, man. Uh, it's just a bummer. Uh, I was hoping that you know we go into the weekend feeling good about this team, and unfortunately, I think we probably feel about as down as we have all season. So, yeah. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. If you leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read your comment on the ale. All right, everybody. Well, we'll be back on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yes, Monday. Uh, with sort of a little in the middle show, uh, not a preview, not a review. So just kind of getting, uh, haven't done one of these in a while. So it should be some <laughs> fun. Um, <clears throat> and then we'll be back again on Thursday with our preview show for Kansas City. So uh, again, everybody, get out and vote. This is the last time we'll tell you this. Um, no, we'll do it on Monday. It's Tuesday's we'll it election. Too. Yeah. All right. We'll still get out and vote. You know, you could do it now. Um, I'm dropping off my ballot tomorrow. Yeah, I think I might go actually vote in person tomorrow. So, uh, I want that sticker. Got to get that sticker. And they mail it to you if you do mail in here in North Carolina. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. I need it now. All right. <laughs> hey, keep your head up, Panthers fans. Uh, you know. This is the season that we thought we might have. It's still been better than what it could be, and I think there are some bright spots left uh, to the rest of the season. But at the halfway mark, Panthers are 3-5. and five. We'll talk about it more this week. Uh, until then, everybody stay safe and keep pounding. Meet Three Wishes, a high-protein, low-sugar, grain-free breakfast cereal that tastes like cereals of your childhood. Made with modern-day clean ingredients, Three Wishes contains ingredients such as chickpeas, pea proteins, and tapioca, a feat of food science that took two years to develop, and comes in four flavors, cocoa, cinnamon, honey, and unsweetened. Three Wishes is a plant-based, gluten-free, certified, cereal-free from wheat, dairy, soy, oats, corn, rice, and peanuts. With less than 70% less sugar, as much as eight times the protein of decadent counterparts, there's nothing on the shelf like it. Right now, Three Wishes is offering our listeners 10% off with code PODCAST10. Head to their website at www.3wishescereal.com to shop and learn more. I tried the cinnamon one, and it is delicious. Um.